So this morning, um, I woke up. <laughs> Jesus, did I just say that? This morning I woke up? If I hadn't woken up this morning, then you probably wouldn't be hearing this. And well, I guess I wouldn't have a problem, but some people that have a problem who rely on me. I woke up this morning, spoiler alert, and what I did is I went to the local gymnasium and I took a spin class. And uh, if you haven't taken a spin class before, it's where you stand in a circle and you spin around like uh, little girls until you fall over. No, it's actually a, a bicycling thing. And the teacher, the instructor of this spin class, since you asked, is my wife, and she is very, very good at it. And uh, my brother shows up, and it was I guess it was quite the family affair. We're done with the spin class, and he's going to work. I say, hey, you know, uh, I got this podcast. It's about, and I just couldn't think of it. I'm like... I don't know what this is about. I don't know what this really is, but uh, he says, is it something I want to listen to on a commute? I was thinking, no, no, definitely not something you want to listen to on a commute because I just feel like it got too heavy. I mean, it's, it's too heavy for me. And this always happens with me around a certain point in my projects. I used to do this once weekly show for kind of a battle of the bands and the best band would, uh, would win and come back for a paid gig out in Hollywood. I hosted it and I really started doing the video portion of it that I did on my own and marketed it on my own. Uh, very basic, you know, I just put it up. But then I saw and started to get a little better, even though it was really frustrating. Editing for a dyslexic dude with ADD is not exactly perfect. I guess it works for some people. A friend of mine's a photographer and it works for him. I started to try and do more and more and more, and then I hated it more and more and more. And I usually end up self-destructing because I end up hating most of the projects I start because I start looking for perfection and really analyzing what I did before and saying, wow, I could be a lot better. There are other people who are out there who are a lot better, and I'm not getting the results I want, so what can I do? And then I end up stopping it. So what I'm trying to do with this episode is, oh, by the way, I failed to mention this. This is uh, Psychotherapy with Jed Dunlap, episode number three. I'm going to try and make this one a little lighter. Now, I'm not looking at a notebook. I don't have anything in front of me, but I will tell you a story that you might find story-like or amusing. I have this just devil of a machine, uh, this Tascam 40 digital recorder, one of the most confusing things in the world. I mean, I can figure out like my really fancy DSLR camera easier than I can this thing. And I start using it for recording because uh, I felt that the quality in the first episode wasn't up to snuff. I have so much audio recording stuff and I just, I don't know how to use it. I record it, today's episode, and I go in and I start noticing when it's on the, you know, the, the software, GarageBand, I start noticing that I use a lot of superfluous statements and uh but you know you've heard it so i'm kind of frustrated and i start omitting these this is minutia again but you're gonna bear with me so i start putting these audio files together and i think there's got to be a better way i look on youtube and i'm down the rabbit hole i just can't get the right answer i'm too stupid to understand the uh the process I blow through two hours, but then I think, okay, that's fine. The folks that are going to listen to this podcast, their pants will be blown off, their wigs will be blown off. If they're not wearing a wig, a wig will be blown on them because this will be so incredible that I'm going to win a Tony, which is impossible for a podcast because of the quality of this podcast. I mean, it'll be so beautiful. I listen to it. It's like I mean, I was about to say it's broken. 
my podcast is broken. Nothing makes sense. It's dropping phrases. It's cutting out in places it shouldn't. And I got to tell you, I was frustrated. I was very, very frustrated and angry. Then you, the beautiful, elegant listener that you are, motivated me to think, well, what kind of guy would I be if I am letting this anger affect my ability to do something that in the beginning was to be a benefit for other people? It's going to take more work. You're going to have to figure it out. So I go, okay. I dive in. I try and fix it. I don't find success in that. So I say, I'm going to record the podcast again. I did like four other versions and I just got to a loss of words or my points were just meandering. So guess what I did because of you folks? I went running. I went running because I was so frustrated I had to exert this, uh, this you know, energy. So instead of getting angry and just stewing in that, I had to expel this energy so I went running. So instead of taking that negative experience of getting really frustrated about recording this podcast, I took that energy and I went out and ran. Now the run was miserable, it was too cold, and I wasn't able to really run because I was so tired. And now I'm able to do this. So it's interesting how if you kind of flip the script and you take that fuel that was going to ignite a tantrum, basically, and I turned it into a fuel to make me go on a run. But how many times in our life are we faced with this where we have something that we intended to do that was really extracurricular? So you're doing something in the house, you're improving something, a task you've been putting off. That this, this what I'm doing right now is, is not easy and I have other stuff I can do. So you do that, bungle it, then you tailspin and the thing that was going to be an extra bonus benefit ends up making you have a worse day. You're angry at the task as if it's a person that can receive anger. And you end up being less successful at what you were trying to do in your normal day because you tried to do something that was good and it brought you down. I think it's a pretty obvious lesson that uh, I took advantage of today because I was thinking about how I would train people on doing this. And so you really benefited me. So thank you. I wanted to mention another thing that was kind of funny (laughs) in my reaction to people. The fan of this show, one of the two, talked to me and said, I keep hearing a creaky chair in your podcast. And uh, so when I was doing the recording today, I thought, okay, well, I'll sit in another chair. I have nothing but creaky chairs. So right now I'm trying to sit still as much as I possibly can so you, the listener, don't have to put up with that creak that only one person talked to me about. But how many people or how many times in our life have we been dissuaded by something like that? Now this is an offhand remark, right? But uh, how many times have we let something minor, like it's a creaky chair, I could have gone down a bad place there and and been like, well, I don't have the audio, I don't have the know-how, I don't know how to do this stuff. Uh, I, like a lot of people, have a curse in the fact that I really love technology, but I struggle with it and it's hard for me to really wrap my head around it without with the dyslexia and my, uh, the way my brain interprets information is a little pass backwards. But you think about it when you're a kid or even as an adult, you try and sing karaoke or you try and do something that you're putting yourself out on a limb for. And the first person to have any dissenting opinion in what you're attempting dissuades you for life. How crazy is that, right? So 
when I first started running, when I was in grade school, it was to relieve stress. Then I didn't really start running again until I was at my day job working at AT&T in my 20s and I was so stressed out, I needed to be outside, I needed to run. But I remember when I first started running in grade school, people were like, you run like a goof, you run like an idiot. I had enough stuff in me, and I guess it could be called good parenting, I'm not exactly sure, where I thought, that's okay, I'll just keep running. I can get good at it. But there's other walks in my life where I've gotten one dissenting opinion and then that's affected my entire approach to the subject. You know, uh, I worry that if we were to, I guess I shouldn't worry, here's a solution. If we were to look at the things that we really wanted to be or really wanted to try, it doesn't have to be B. You could still write a book and work. You can do a sport. You know, I got into rock climbing last year and I'm 39 years old. Take a look at the things you want to do and write them down and then figure out why you're not doing them. I hear a lot of people say you're too old. You know, the reason I didn't get a rock climbing when I was a kid was because it was a fear my father had that I didn't realize I had unconsciously absorbed. And it turns out it's one of my favorite things in the world. I guess one of the projects I'd have for you folks is to, you know, write it down. You don't have to write anything down. I only say that because I've read these books and they're like, write a list, blah, 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 and that just bothers me. But if you want to, write it down or dialogue with someone about it. What is it that you've shied away from because one person who meant no harm or did, it doesn't matter, gave you an opinion about it that was unintended to be a 50-year situation, um, but they prevented you from following that. I think, I think that that's a, you know, a great thing to explore and you might find whatever age you are that that's something that brings you great joy and will be completely worthwhile and change your perspective and bring you you know a kind of uh, satisfaction that you are lacking right now it's interesting how those tiny little things can grow into enormous phobias just because of one little comment so i guess in summary today this one's going to be a light one Two things that I learned, one of them from you guys listening, is I took this really frustrating, terrible situation for terrible. Did you hear I just said terrible? This tiny little situation that really bothered me, and I turned it into exercise, imperfect exercise, but my body doesn't know the difference. And the other situation is talking about the fact that someone complained about something on my podcast, could have shut me down, could have frustrated me. I mean, I didn't really take it personally. It was, it was actually, you know, the person who said it is the type of person who would say it. Uh, you know, you have that person in your life who just is like that and you don't, offhand remark doesn't matter. But the point is it gave me an opportunity. That comment gave me an opportunity to explore something with you that may benefit some people out there. So I really think today's topic was flipping the script on feedback. There are two situations. One person saying I'm not doing a, a great recording because they're hearing feedback and literally in the recording setting. And instead of taking that and making it a bad thing, I turn it into a positive that may be able to help a lot of people. Then the other one happened earlier. I record this thing four times. None of those recordings are the topic that I'm speaking about right now. I spent almost three hours of complete frustration. You know how it is when you're looking at your screen and you're looking at another screen on YouTube trying to figure it out? so frustrating, but it made me exercise. So I got healthier because of frustration and I was able to impart a lesson 
based on someone's feedback that could have been viewed as negative. I think that if we do this with a lot of things in our life, we will be much more satisfied with what happens. Because what happens is going to happen, no matter what. What we can change is what we do about what happens. And what I did today, I mean, just within the last six or seven hours, is change my feedback loop of what I do when something frustrates me. And so this activity that could be looked at as a chore, it's definitely not, but it's something new and takes extra work, has taught me lessons and I'm able to give them to you. So maybe there's something you could look at in your daily activity or your weekly activity or your job that these situations will relate to. I really appreciate you listening. As always, if I don't see you or I never hear from you, still know that because you're listening, you mean the world to me. Thanks a lot.